Hey guys, Bill Spadia here. Don't mind the hat. It's, uh, you know, I threw a hat on this morning. I am no longer watching Major League Baseball as they have completely embarrassed themselves. But, you know, it's kind of an old hat and I feel like it's a bit of a throwback to a more normal time when uh, you could watch sports without getting political. How about that? Anyway, great to be with you this morning. I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. We had a great packed four hours. Uh, talking about mainly the vaccine. That was the big thing that came up today on the show. Um, now that Johnson & Johnson has suspended uh, their trial at the recommendation of uh, the CDC and the FDA. Uh, hey, Elizabeth, how are you? Great to see you. Hi, Susan, how you doing? Hey, I want to thank all of you folks out there that uh, have been uh, paying attention to what's going on in New Jersey politics. You know, there, there's a legit primary going on. Uh, a lot of people have asked me, you know, where, where do I stand in this Republican primary? Because obviously I'm not supporting Governor Murphy for re-election. And I'll just share a few things with you that I think are important. Uh, number one, there is a surprise candidate in the field. His name is Philip Rizzo, and uh, he's a pastor, and he's a friend of mine. And I didn't think he was going to run, but the fact that he threw his hat in the ring, something miraculous happened. Here's a guy that's never run for office before, who is not welcomed by the Republican elite and the Republican establishment, and literally in just a few days raised enough money to qualify for matching funds. Now think about that. That means he had to raise nearly a half a million dollars. They did it literally over the course of a few days, and he hit that number, and boom, he is now going to be competing directly with Jack Cittarelli. Jack Cittarelli is a former member of the Assembly. If you ask me, Jack Cittarelli uh, is part of the problem. You know, the Republican Party, hi, Sarah, how are you? Good to see you. Um, uh, hey, George, good to see you and Elizabeth. Yeah, tell, tell uh, Pastor Philip I say hello. Phil's a good guy. And, you know, it, it's, it's a, the reason it's important to have a primary, first of all, is that regardless of who wins, they will be better for having had to defend their ideas through the primary process. That's number one. Number two, the only way to beat Phil Murphy, in my opinion, is to offer a stark contrast with everything that has gone on. Number one, we should have never locked down. Number two, we should have never closed the schools. Number three, it is wholly irresponsible for the government to be pushing a vaccine on you that we now know is dangerous. So when, when the governor came out and said yesterday that uh, take the shot, whatever shot, Pfizer, Moderna, don't, he literally said, don't be picky, folks. Thank you, Jay. I appreciate that. Don't be picky, folks. Take them all. Well, now we find out Johnson & Johnson has suspended their distribution because of a rare blood clot. Yeah, six women, 18 to 49, in the hospital, one in critical condition, one is dead. So think about that for a minute. Now, back to the primary. Why is this important and why is it relevant? Well, Phil Murphy has to face the voters in November to see if he's going to get a second term. And right now it looks like he will get a second term. Um, and I don't think he should. But if the Republicans nominate somebody who is just Phil Murphy light or Chris Christie 2.0, we have a huge problem. Remember, if Jack Cittarelli gets elected, you are literally looking at the same mold as Chris Christie. And Chris Christie was a disaster. And I say that as a Republican. Look, I was no fan of Chris Christie's. But you, do you know that I helped Chris Christie in 2009? We were friends. We saw him out at Notre Dame where his kids went. Uh, my friends go. I, you know, it's like we had this great relationship. And then he raised taxes. 
And then he tried to suspend the ethics so that he could write a book and profit off of it. He was a disaster. And he gave us, don't forget, Chris Christie's the one that not only gave us the gas tax, tried to suspend uh, ethics for his book deal, but then he went and played all kinds of games, borrowing billion, hundreds of millions of dollars just to fix the state house. And when he did it, it ended up being about $360 million, which over time with the cost of that debt is about three quarters of a billion. Our debt exploded under Chris Christie, billions of dollars higher. Our borrowing, our spending, our taxes all went up. Chris Christie was an unmitigated disaster. And the real problem of Chris Christie is he set the Republican Party back. So we ended up with all these Christie uh, loyalists who then, when it came time to fight Governor Murphy, sat on their hands and did nothing. They did nothing. Sad, right? Uh, Tom Kane, John Bramnick, nothing, nothing, nothing. And Jack Chitterelli. Does anybody even really know who he is? This is the guy that's going to take on Phil Murphy? Now, I don't know where he stands on all the core issues as far as being a Republican, but I know that he's been largely silent when it comes to the lockdown. You know who hasn't been silent? My friend, Phil Rizzo. Phil Rizzo's been out there fighting like hell. And we need a fighter. We need a champion. You know, people need to be represented. Working class, middle class, people are suffering and struggling. Uh, yes, I believe Phil Rizzo will stand up and be like a Ron DeSantis. Yes, to answer that question, I do believe that. I don't make formal endorsements from my job, but I'm also not afraid to express my opinion. Uh, yes, Nick, Jay Weber's one of the good ones, but how many can you name? Can, you, can anybody name more than 10 Republicans in this state that actually care about people? Okay, Senator Mike Daugherty's one of them. I would say uh, uh, Assemblyman Eric Peterson, Assemblyman John DeMeo. Yeah, okay. Uh, Assemblywoman Serena DeMasso, I think, is one of the best. And, you know, there you go. Can you name anybody else? Senator Mike Testa's pretty good, but honestly, he hasn't really had the guts to take this on. Why do Mike Testa and Mike Daugherty who want to be our champions, why do they show up at the state house with a mask on? Why, why aren't they the ones? Why is it me that has to shout from the rooftops and fight like hell to present what is obvious? Why didn't any of these senators walk into the state house without a mask and have the executive order say, I have an exemption and you have no right to ask me about it? Think about that for a minute. Um, yeah, David, I'm sorry if they guilted you into taking a shot. They tried to guilt me, but you know, <laughs> I don't play well with guilt trips. Any family member, and there are a few, and friends who don't agree with my stances to the point where they don't want to talk to me, I have basically said to them, good riddance. This whole shutdown has drawn a line that you've identified the people that quite honestly shouldn't have been around you in the first place. They were fair-weathered friends to begin with. And you know what? Sometimes even family members disappoint you to such an extent that they want, they tried to guilt us because my mother-in-law lives with us, right? So she's almost 80 years old. And the guilt trip was, how dare you guys not take a vaccine? My God, she could be dead. Well, guess what? It's my mother-in-law who said she doesn't want to take the vaccine. And I not only support her 100%, um, but my wife and I are not going to take it. We don't want our kids to take it. I can't guarantee my daughter won't have to take it to be able to fly home to the United States. I don't know. I think it's sickening that we're putting this pressure on people. And, you know, the interesting thing is, yeah, well, Maris, if you've got a bad immune system, you may need it. But no one should be bullied into it. And let me say this. Let me say this. It is criminal, in my opinion. I'm going to say it again, the C word. It is criminal, in my opinion. Yes, get rid of those toxic people. Whether they're friends, family, doesn't matter. If you're toxic, 
get out of here. No time for that nonsense. It's criminal that Governor Murphy is saying that all the shots are the same. We now know beyond any doubt, not only have there been more than 2,700 reported deaths after taking the vaccine from all the different companies, but you know what? Thank you, Elizabeth. Appreciate that. But, <laughs> but now we know that Johnson & Johnson has been told, stand down, stop the distribution, end the trial. Two things should jump out at you. Number one, it's still a trial. So you are, Skyler, good on you. Keep fighting. You are the guinea pig. You are the experiment. Also, big pharma can line their pockets with billions of more dollars, all aided by a complicit media. Listen to the news. You hear it all the time, right? They're vaccine pushers. The news has become nothing more than drug dealers. The news media is no better than the criminal gangster peddling heroin on the street corner to your kids. They're no better. They're doing the exact same thing. And now a young woman is dead. 2,700 plus other families are dealing with dead people after taking the vaccine. And Big Pharma has no liability. Murphy has no liability. My God, some say he's at 60% approval rating. How absurd is that? Look, guys, it's your life. For my life, I decided that I was going to fight big corporate. And a lot of people, not a lot, but a few of the trolls that come on here, especially in the morning when I do the show at 5.55, um, they come on and like, ah, oh, Bill, you're a coward. You're in your basement. First of all, no, I'm not. If you know me, I was out on stage, three sold out shows at Count Basie Theater on uh, Saturday and Sunday. Packed crowds, people coming up to me without masks afterward. It was fantastic. Hey, Kalina. Uh, yes, we got to get them out. But but inserting a weak loser Republican wannabe like Jack Cittarelli is not going to solve this problem at all. And if Jack wins, I'm going to be as tough on him as I am on Murphy. And you know what? Phil Rizzo knows the same thing. If Philip Rizzo becomes the governor of New Jersey... He knows I'll be just as tough on him as all these guys. Why? Because it's all about getting things done for the rest of us. It's about leading. It's about being a champion for the working and middle class. It is not about making friends and lining your pockets. Let me tell you something. I have no financial interest in this except for my own financial interest, which is I want to be able to afford to stay in New Jersey. My wife and I bought our house. We were in Princeton. We, uh, we lived, I've lived in uh, Cape May, not Cape May, but my kid, my daughter was born at Cape May uh, Hospital, Burnett Tomlin. Uh, but we lived in, I guess, it, yeah, it was, it's Cape May County. It was Seattle City. We lived there first. We lived in Gloucester County. We've lived in Warren County. I grew up in Camden County, and now we live in Mercer County. Jersey is where I want to stay. My wife and I bought a house in Princeton when I was running for Congress back in 2004. We love Princeton. It's a great town, a lot of great people, a lot of stupid people too, walking around with double masks and shields while they're walking down the street. But that's another story. I can't speak for the idiots in this town. But that said, but that, oh, Aduma, you hope I get COVID. Yeah, I don't care. I, I'm not going to die from it. And you know why? I have an immune system. I go to hot yoga five times a week. I'm not worried about COVID. I'm a little more concerned about how crappy I felt the last time I had the flu. Guess what? Almost four years ago. You want to know why? I live a healthy lifestyle and I trust my immune system. Vitamin D, zinc, vitamin C. I sweat two to four pounds every single day. 
Maris, I'm not running for governor because there's a good candidate out there running. His name is Phil Rizzo. And I think that you should all check him out at jerseyrizzo.com. He's literally worth the time. Go check him out. You tell me what you think. As I said, I don't make uh, formal endorsements, but I will tell you when I find somebody good who's deserving of your attention. But anyway, we, we bought the house in Princeton. And then a few years ago, uh, my friend Rob Dukansky, who I talk about on the air all the time, great guy, literally one of the best professional real estate uh, uh, agents that I have ever met. Guy's fantastic. Uh, they literally sold my house in a weekend, and we upsized. We bought a bigger house because I knew eventually my my uh, in-laws were going to be moving in with us. At the time, it was going to be my mother-in-law and father-in-law. Sadly, my father-in-law passed away uh, last April, but my mother-in-law moved in with us. And my goal is to have a place where my kids can come back. You know, my daughter lives in London. My son is now headed. He's made a decision. He's going to uh, college in San Diego. He'll be off and at the end of July. So I'm going to have a kid six hours to our west and six hours to our east. So we're going to be the center. And we want our kids and eventually, God willing, grandkids to visit us here. I want to stay in New Jersey. I love New Jersey. A lot of people have said to me, we don't hear you talking about digging in. Well, I am digging in, but I'm pissed off because the state's a mess. It's a mess. And it doesn't have to be this way. Look at Florida. Look at Georgia. Look at, look at Tennessee. Look at Texas. They're doing fine. And guess what? They did it all without a vaccine. They did it all with lowering taxes, not raising taxes. People are free. They're enjoying their properties. They're enjoying their families. They're enjoying their friends. They're living life as free Americans. Not in Jersey. You know, I, I look at New Jersey and say, we don't live in a constitutional republic given the oppression of our civil, religious, and economic liberties and medical freedom in this state. Medical freedom is a very important thing. I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but you know what? I don't feel I need to explain that or justify it. I am 100% anti-COVID vaccine. You know why? Uh, Fire Bill Spadia, Jake, if you're going to do that. It's Fire Bill Spadia. Got to use my first name so they know who I am. Um, but uh, I'm 100% I'm opposed to uh, the COVID vax. Why? Number one, most people are going to survive it and not even know they had it. Number two, more than 200 million Americans have already had it. We have achieved herd immunity. That's not from me. That is from the smart docs excuse me, at Johns Hopkins University. Think about this. Johns Hopkins University Medical School. Marty McCary is one of their top docs. He said, we'll hit herd immunity by April because more than 200 million people have gotten it. And 55% of Americans already had the T-cell antibodies and were already immune. That's why so many people got COVID but never knew they had it. That's the point. That's the point. Uh, no, it's EA. Come on, Bob. Hashtag fire Bill Spadia. You added the bill. That's good, but it's S-P-A-D-E-A. Remember, all of you who are upset, send a strongly worded letter to corporate. Tell them, who the hell does this Bill Spadia think he is? My God, he's not a doctor. He's not a healthcare professional. Who is he to question the vaccine that big daddy government has told us we have to take? Who is he to question that Rutgers is forcing kids to, uh, to take a shot that's experimental that they wouldn't even try on animals, right? Who is he? Fire that guy. Fire Bill Spadia. Use the hashtag Fire Bill Spadia, but good grief. Can you spell my name right? Anyway, uh, a, uh, a funny little side note. There was a British magazine that, thank you, Kalina. I appreciate it. Right back at you. I love you guys. You guys keep me going in the morning. You've got the energy that comes right back at me. It helps me stay energized and focused. I love you. I love this state. I love this country. And I am here to speak for you. 
and fight for you and represent you and make sure that you don't get lied to and 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 abused by your government. It's happening. But the sad thing is, it's private companies that are doing most of the abusing. Do you realize if small business stood up and said, we're gonna read the letter of the mask mandate and you don't have to wear a mask because it literally says it in the in the executive order that if you have a, <laughs> thank you, Eleanor. Um, yes, Linda, Mick is my father. Mick Spady is my dad, yes. Um, and I, I don't know what he tweeted or put on Facebook today. So remember, he's my father. He's not me. Although we do agree on a lot of things. Uh, my my uh, dad can get a little aggressive on social media. And think about it. That's me saying that. How aggressive am I? Oh, my God. Bob, you got it right. Fire Bill Spadia. But it's hashtag no spaces. Hashtag fire Bill Spadia. You'll get it, man. Come on. We're all pulling for you. Can somebody help Bob out and get the uh, hashtag right to fire me? Come on. You go to the website, nj1015.com. There's a place where you can connect and send a note to corporate. Let them know. Let them know. I'm irresponsible. I'm nuts. I should be fired if you're mad. Isn't that funny that cancel culture has gotten to a point now if you disagree with someone, even though I, I will say it, and I'm not saying this to brag, I'm saying because it it's true. I'm extremely well read. I spend hours every day. I have read everything from the World Health Organization to the CDC, to the Great Barrington Declaration, to the great jock doctors like uh, Jay Bhattacharya from Stanford, um, doctor from Oxford, the doctor uh, Martin Kulldorff from Harvard Medical School. These are the top doctors in the world, in the world. And they all are saying the same thing I'm saying. Open up society, lockdowns are killers, masks do not work to stop viruses, and you don't need a vaccine to open up the world again. We never needed a vaccine, guys. Sweden kept the schools open, no vaccine, and no second wave to speak of, come on. Same thing in South Korea, Japan. Do you know that Wuhan, China, celebrated New Year's Eve with hundreds of thousands taking to the streets. Alabama celebrated the national championship. Thousands and thousands, thousands and thousands taking to the street. We had a Super Bowl in Tampa. Do you know that all that happened? No spread, no death, nothing. And guess what? No vaccine. Now we find out that the Johnson & Johnson vaccine might actually cause blood clots and kill you and kill you? Come on, guys. We have to stand up strong. Now, Robert Eddy is saying anybody can do my job. Maybe. Hey, look, I never pretended to have some special skill that keeps me on the radio. If you know the story, I had never done a radio show before. Maybe I still don't know what I'm doing as far as radio. I don't care. I'm here to speak truth. I'm here to help. I'm here to fight like hell because somebody needs to speak on behalf of New Jersey and New Jerseyans. The politicians don't do it. The Republicans don't do it for sure. They're a complete waste of space. The Democrats are just criminals as far as I'm concerned, and the Republicans are weak. So you got Democrats who want to take your money and screw you over, and Republicans who don't have the guts to fight back. That's why I think Phil Rizzo is the breath of fresh air that you need to look at. Go to jerseyrizzo.com. He's a good guy. And, um, just so you know, I've offered for Jack Chitterelli to come on. And uh, I'll just give you this quick story. If you're joining me for the first time, I told this story. I, I was given a speech. The Morris County Young Republicans invited me on. And I, I always you know, give speeches. I get paid for a lot of my appearances. But 
you know, when it comes to the kids and, and the young Republicans, I, I do it for free. So I went and I gave this speech. It was on Zoom. And when I was done, I was told there were going to be questions. Well, what do you think they did? They turned over the whole platform to Jack Cittarelli, who was sitting in his car. I guess he had nothing better to do than bomb my speech. And they said, we're going to go to Jack Cittarelli, candidate for governor, former assemblyman, for the rebuttal to Spadia's speech. Whatever. It's, it's really, it's hard to, to catch me off guard because I don't do notes I don't, there's no preparation. It's in my head because I'm reading hours and hours and hours every single day and it just comes out. So every once in a while, if I butcher a name, I'm sorry, but it's because there's a lot of stuff up here that has to come out. So anyway, at the end, I, at the end of his remarks, I said, Jack, I've got one question for you. Will you commit? This is Jack Cittarelli, the presumptive nominee, if you read the press. I said, Jack, will you commit right now in front of all these young people to rescinding all of Governor Murphy's COVID executive orders on day one. Do you know what this idiot said? Literally said this on a speech. I hope there's a recording out there somewhere of it, but take my word for it. I sat there and listened to it live. I couldn't believe it. He said, I have won 14 county conventions and I'm going to win the nomination. That was his answer. Think about that for a minute. What a moron. I, I don't know that I can vote for Jack. I gotta be honest. I really, I'm not gonna vote for Murphy, obviously, but. You know, the Republican Party will be set back if we don't have anybody that is a champion for us. Someone to stand against vaccine passports and mandatory shots into your arm. Somebody that will stand against masks in school for all of these kids and the teachers and the school nurses. Somebody that will stand up for the small businesses, stand up for the families, stand up for common sense and fiscal responsibility, stand up against the teachers unions, but for the teachers, stand up for the trade unions and for the workers, standing up for making New Jersey a great place to live, to work, to retire, to raise your family, and to grow your wealth. It can be done. You should be thrilled when you go on vacation and you come back to New Jersey. But I know you're like me. You come back and you're just like, ah, ah. What's the next thing that's going to happen in this stupid state? Look, I don't know, Amir, if I'll ever run for office again. I've run for Congress. I, I put my name in. Uh, Hirsch, uh, let me tell you something, Tracy. I like Hirsch. He's a nice guy. I've talked to him. He's a good conservative. But Hirsch Singh, in my opinion, has literally zero chance. Hirsch Singh didn't raise any money. Hirsch Singh didn't raise any money. There are two candidates, as far as I'm concerned, who have a chance to be the Republican nominee. Philip Rizzo and Jack Cittarelli. And as far as I'm concerned, Jack Cittarelli is just as bad, if not worse, than as Chris Christie. He is an establishment Republican who is looking to this just to further his own ambition. Philip Rizzo has no reason to run for governor other than he's running on behalf of all of us. It's that simple. You gotta look at these candidates and these politicians as who really believes that, that you run for office to serve and who believes that you run for office to be served. Well, I can tell you exactly what kind of guy Jack Cittarelli is. He's in it for himself as far as I'm concerned and Philip Rizzo's in it for the rest of us. It's that simple. And when it comes to me, as far as running for office someday, maybe I will. I don't know. Let me tell you this. I hope and pray that we can turn this state around so that guys like us can stay in New Jersey for the long haul and we'll see what the future holds. But one thing I will guarantee you, I will never stop fighting. 
I will never stop fighting, no matter what happens. They can threaten my job. They do threaten me. They threaten my family. They threaten me with, with violence. They threaten me with cancel culture. I don't care. I'm here for this fight. This fight is now. You never know where your life is going to lead you and what fight's going to be in front of you. I got to tell you, going back a year, I had no idea 394 days later I'd still be fighting over mask mandates and now, um, you know, uh, uh, involuntary vaccinations. So who knew that the world would take this kind of a terrible turn? But we are here to fight like hell. I'm with you. Uh, yeah, Maris, maybe it's the Marine Corps in me. I don't know. Um, but look, either way, I stand with you. I appreciate all of you. I love you guys. I love this state. I love this country. And I love my family enough to dig in and fight like hell. And I know you all say the same thing. So what do you do today? Take off the damn mask. Turn down the vaccine if you're young and healthy. You simply don't need it and fight with me because it is a great state. It is worth saving. It is worth fixing. It is worth fighting for and sacrificing for. I'm with you. All right. I'll see you tomorrow on the show. Remember right here, 5.55 AM and then 6 to 10 AM. See you in a bit. Connect with me on LinkedIn and Twitter because I'm active on social media when I'm off the air and make sure, please, please, please go to the website, nj1015.com slash Bill Spadia. See you there.